Welcome to Rework, a podcast by 37 Signals about the better way to work and run your business. I'm your host, Kimberly Rhodes. If you follow 37 Signals on Twitter or X, or you follow the co-founders of 37 Signals, Jason Fried or David Heinemeyer Hansen, you may have heard that 37 Signals is working on a new calendar product for their product, Hey. Now, we're not going to reveal any of those features today, but the founders of 37 Signals, Jason and David, have a lot of strong thoughts about calendars and time in general. So um, the chapter of It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work around Calendar Tetris starts with the shared work calendar is one of the most destructive inventions of modern times. So much orbits around it, so much hinges on it, and so much is wrong because of it. Guys, these are very strong statements. Tell me your thoughts about this. Yeah. Well, one thing we don't have at 37 Signals are shared calendars. Um, so I can't take time off of your calendar. Kimberly, you can't take time off of my calendar. Um, we can't see each other's calendars. Uh, this is a good thing. It's a really good thing. If I need an hour of your time, I have to ask you for it. Um, like literally, hey, Kimberly, are you free today at three o'clock? And you can go, yeah or no. And you can go, no, I'm not. But how about tomorrow morning at 10? I go, yeah, sure. That works. All right. So it's a conversation. And some people go, that's so inefficient and go, yeah, it is inefficient. It should be inefficient. It should be hard to take someone else's time. And modern calendars have made it way too easy to take other people's time it, because it's, it's just a block. It's, a, it's a, like we're talking about Tetris. It's just a little square or a rectangle. And you forget what that means. That, that chunks their day. The, the minute you take something away, their day splits in a half or whatever remaining time they have splits in half. You've got a before and an after. And there's buffer time around that. And it just starts to cut the time and cut the days into small and smaller bits. And, you know, the way I've always thought about calendars, especially business shared calendars, besides not liking them, is that when you add something to, you know, most people think you're adding an event. I actually think you're taking something away. You're taking away free time. You're taking away space. You're taking away time to work. So you're putting something on. No, actually, you're taking something away. And you got to think about all the things you're taking away from somebody when you ask them for their time. So we wanted to make sure, I mean, this is one of the reasons we don't have a shared calendar. And uh, what we're building is not a team shared calendar either at the moment. This is a, a individual calendar s- system right now. Um, but uh, I, I think this is actually at the root of many of, of the problems inside most companies, which is that you don't own your time. You don't really have control over your time. And it's way too easy to take other people's time and to treat it as if it's just a square. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a little graphic. And it's so much more than that. I think the main issue here is how easy it is to slice up a day. You're taking some time, but you're also taking it in in spots that don't make sense necessarily from the person whose time is being stolen. You're just putting, oh, there's an open block here at uh, one o'clock. Great. Well, that person might have something at, uh, at 1130 as well, and then they might have something at three. And then that loose space in between the blocks are suddenly rendered irrelevant or unproductive because you can't take these little chunks that are left once the Tetric blocks have fallen onto the week and do something with that. This is one of the things we talk about too often, this sense that your calendar may very well be full of colorful Tetris blocks. You're collaborating, you're having meetings about things, and then you get to Friday afternoon and think, wow, what a busy week. And also, what the hell did I get done? And perhaps nothing of significance. I didn't move things forward. I didn't move the things forward that I wanted to move forward. And I think this is at the root of that discontent that the modern corporation often puts into people. The sense of making them feel busy, actually making them busy, but leaving them with so little 
left over, so little accomplishment, so little progress, so little pride in personal sort of work that that's physical or bits and bytes, like the deliberations in a meeting. Do you know what? The number of meetings I can recall over my 20-year career, there's like five that stand out where I go like, holy smokes, that was a consequential meeting that set the company in a different direction. It set the product in a different direction. It did something. That is such a small number of overall achievements I look back upon in my career. I look way more back about product launches or feature launches or sharing open source or writing something up or any of these other things that we do. That should be the bulk of it. And for a lot of people, it's not. The bulk of their time is being sucked away in these forgettable moments of meetings. This is why we've also talked repeatedly about why meetings are toxic. And these two things are paired together. The blocks that fall down on your calendar, they're meetings. That's what they are. They're different kinds of meetings. And some of those meetings are status updates or introductions to things we should talk about. All sorts of stuff that like in the quote of a song could have been an email, could have been a post on Basecamp, could have been something else than someone reserving or as Jason would say, carving out your free time to work and reserving it for this nonsense of, of spending time in this way. So I think the fact that um, we've made it so difficult to take other people's time is not just a feature in the one-on-one example that Jason gives, but it gets exponentially more valuable the more people's time you're trying to reserve. If you have a shared work calendar, it's very easy to take five, seven, eight, 20 people's time for some bullshit meeting where at least half of the participants have no interest whatsoever in being there. They're being there out of obligation. They're being there because the manager called the meeting. They're being there because they don't want to piss off someone else. They're being there out of social obligation. They're not there because they want to be there, right? But the calendar system made it easy. At 37 Signals, it's a pain in the ass to try to rally five people. Like it is exponentially harder. Every single time you add another person to a proposed call, trying to figure that out by hand is trying to do sort of, uh, I don't know, finding a, a square root with uh, 10 digits on a abacus or something. Hard. Computers do that very well. Computers are very efficient at lining up Tetris blocks on a calendar. And we need the friction. We need the friction. The friction is the feature when it comes to this kind of um, pushback on meetings first culture, returning us to an asynchronous way of working, or not even returning us. For some people, it's their foray into that. And this is why remote really doesn't work in this way. A lot of people who were deeply unsatisfied during the time that they were forced to be remote were because of the calendar Tetris. All the blocks that fell on the calendar, and then that was just Zoom meetings, Zoom fatigue, all this other bullshit. It doesn't have to be like that. And this is why when I share my personal calendar or talk about my personal calendar with other entrepreneurs, they often don't believe me. Like, they're no. What do you, what do you mean you have two appointments on for a whole week? That's like the first two hours of my morning, right? Like so many people, especially managers, especially entrepreneurs, have conditioned themselves to think this is normal. It's totally normal that my entire calendar is full of all these colors from people or my assistant or whoever taking my time. It doesn't have to be. My calendar very often has very little on it at all. And I cannot tell you how much of a bliss that is and how related it is to this sense where people ask me like, uh, I don't know, how do you get so much done? And either me personally or us as a company, how do, you, how do you guys produce so much? How do you write so much? How do you release so much software? How do you do so many features with so many features? It's that. 
it is it is that it is the long weeks that are not jam packed with calendar treacherous meeting games. That is why we can do the things. It's not because we're working the 80 hours a week. I often feel like, you know what? I'm not busy at all. Very frequently when I will I look at Friday afternoon and go like, whoa, what a week. What a week. Like that's just not the normal operation. There will occasionally be those weeks and there'll occasionally be that day. But the natural feeling of working here is not like, holy shit, my days is blasted with, with all these obligations. And this is why we get so much stuff done. Okay, I will just jump in and say, as an employee, I think this one thing contributes so much to the feeling of calm, like the feeling of calmness, because you have time to actually get your work done. And having worked in other organizations where people are just putting things on your calendar and you work an entire day, maybe working through lunch, at the end of the day, it's like 5 o'clock, 5.36, and you're like, okay, now I actually do the work that all of these meetings and interruptions created. Yeah, I mean, imagine just like working, looking at your calendar in the morning and then like doing some stuff and looking at it again like two hours later and it's your afternoon's full. Like you didn't make it full. Someone else made it full. That's crazy. And that that's that is like the fundamental, like it doesn't have to be crazy at work. That is crazy at work. If other people can take your time, fill up your day and they're not removing things from your plate either. So like they're just adding stuff. You've got your own things you need to do. And now you've got to also be with them and do these other things. And you really look, yes, you can click decline on a meeting, but you know, no one's going to do that. Most of the time there's societal, there's I should, not societal social norms in an organization. You're not going to decline people left and right. Um, and also the word just decline. This is the other thing I don't like about calendars is the language calendars tend to use. You're not go- going to decline somebody. That's just like a very negative thing to do. So like, why would you press that? Um, versus like, um, can't make it or um, I'm, I'm working on something else. Or, you know, like there's, there's all these other types of languages. And if we eventually go in this direction with our calendar, I'd like to go in that direction with language as well. Like giving people ways to respond to the, to the request. Like it's not just decline. It's like, oh, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. Or I'm doing something else or, you know, I, I'm going to skip this one. That's how people would say it in person. But digital calendars are so rigid and they're so presumptive and they, they give you just one option, basically. Uh, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why people um, are afraid to press it, frankly. I think decline is probably one of the least pressed buttons in all of UI design. Um, I think if it was a physical object, it would just be covered in cobwebs and dust and so on because no one would have touched that button for years on end. I think, Kimberly, this also uh, attaches to Jason had this viral TED talk uh, some number of years ago, why work doesn't happen at work. This sense that like the main time when we talk about work, it's actually not available for work. The time that's available for work is after work or before work, which is just such a screwed up notion that you cannot get work done either at work. That was about the physical place, but it's just as much as you can't get work done during work hours because work hours fill up with all this other gunk that um, steals your productive uh, capacity. And not just even time. I think time is part of it. Uh, Jason, you have this wonderful contrast that there's time and then there's attention. And for me, if I can two meetings on a day, the attention of the day is gone. I cannot use that day for the kind of peak, high shelf, deep dive, whatever you want to call it, 
move the ball forward, creative work, because the attention has been diluted. And it just took two one-hour sessions. There's eight hours in a day. What? You should have six hours left over. Yeah, I have six hours on like a stopwatch. I don't have six hours worth of attention left anymore. That has been disrupted, stolen, taken away, which is also why this connects to the notion that the most powerful tool any entrepreneur has, in particular entrepreneurs, because there's so many things coming at them at the same time, is no. No, I don't have time for that coffee meeting. No, I'm not going to jump on a Zoom call with you. No, I don't want to hear a presentation about the product. No, 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 no. That's the only way to keep sanity and forward momentum happening. Okay, so we've talked about that we don't have a shared calendar. No one's just putting time on your calendar. Jason, you mentioned, I mean, even individually, if someone wants to schedule time, you reach out and kind of negotiate it. How does it work at 37 Signals for department meetings or even like a company-wide um, you know, every six weeks we do a company-wide stand-up. Like how do those kind of scheduling things work at the company? Yeah. I mean, different teams handle this differently. For example, the design team has a sort of a, a standing optional meeting on Thursday mornings. Or actually, now it's not even Thursday mornings. I forget which morning it is. It's been moved because we're doing the hay thing now. But there's kind of a standing thing and it's totally optional. And basically at every call, uh, 25% of the people don't make it. They're like, yeah, I'm busy. I'm working on something. I'm, I'm In fact, the answer typically is like, you know what? I'm heads down on something that's more important, frankly. And nobody's offended and nobody feels bad about it. It's like, okay, they can't make it. They're, they're working on something. And most people are like, yeah, me too. Or, you know, I'll jump in for a little bit. It's like this more of the social hour kind of thing than it is anything about business or work. So most of the things that when, when people get together in mass here, it's a social thing, which means it's optional. Social things are always going to be optional here. Um, the the all hands every six to eight weeks or so, we tend to do it in, during the cool down between cycles. Um, I mean, if you don't show up, I don't really care. It doesn't matter. Like most people show up, but it's an hour. Um, we kind of share some things that have been going on. People have questions. And if it, if it ends early, it ends early. It's not a big deal. It doesn't go long. That sort of thing. We make sure it doesn't go long. Um, but there's not like three of these a day. There might be one of these a week that you're part of. Or like this call, we do two of these every week. We record two podcasts. Like this takes about an hour-ish. Uh, and, and that's a standing thing, but it's, we're producing something. So like, that feels like this is not a meeting. This is a production. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, different teams, I think, uh, su- support sometimes has a few more things that we're, we're different people get together, but every team's on their own on this. And the, the key thing is that it really should be optional. Uh, and, uh, everyone understands that if you can't make it, it's not cause like, um, you don't like anyone in the, in the meeting. It's like, you're, you're doing something else. that's more important. And we have to default or defer, I should say, sorry, defer to what individuals think is important to them in their given day. And, um, and that's that, that's how it works. I think it is also fair to say that as much as we talk against meetings with quite the fever, we do it against a backdrop that is most people's days being filled with meetings. Most people's weeks, months, years are just jam-packed with all this stuff. It's not that like reaching zero always for eternity is the ultimate outcome here. Just like we really enjoy meeting in person twice a year to recharge, I also do think it is important to occasionally have that connection, even if it's just over a video call with someone else on your team and just we can like, you know what, I'm not just working here alone in a vacuum in an orbit, but it should be coming as a pull from you. And this is why that optionality is so important that like, I am going to this meeting or social hangout or whatever we have a week because like, I would like some of that. (laughs) This is very different 
if you ask most people about their feelings on meetings in general, they're like, there's way too many, there's diffused, I didn't need to be there, all this other stuff. Like, that's not a typical reaction someone at 37 Singles will have. They will be like, I will opt into this. I will enjoy going to this because I can just vote with my feet and sort of walk out or, or not come if um, if it's there, which is also what's sort of interesting. We put all these um, standing gatherings in Basecamp. They don't actually go straight to your calendar necessarily. You can then choose to go like, all right, add this one to my calendar. And if you don't, you don't. Totally fine too. There's no decline button. There's an opt-in. I would like to have this on my personal calendar because I want to show up. There's not a, oh shit, if I push decline to the six-week... Jason's going to see this. We can't even tell. We use Zoom and there's like three pages of Zoom. So whether you're there, you're not there. Yeah. I mean, and that's exactly how it's posted. Like, here's the calendar. If you want this to appear on your own personal calendar, add yourself to it. And like, that's the end of the conversation. Yes. Okay. Question, Jason, for you before we wrap up about this calendar product that we're working on. Have these ideas around your own time and focus time affected how you're developing this product? Are there other things that have kind of given you ideas about how you want this calendar product to develop? Definitely. They have. And I'll, I'll give you one small example. Um, something we show on the calendar is um, uninterrupted blocks of time. So most calendars, of course, just show the, the events and like when they happen and the duration of individual events. We're actually showing the duration of non-events. We're showing how much there's four hours between this and there's two hours between this. I want you to always know how long the blocks are between things. And if they get too small, like you'll know that too. Now you can, of course, see it visually, but it's nice to also have those counts. So this is a small little thing. There's, there's many more things around this, but that's a small little thing that we have uh, on the day view, for example. It shows you how much time you have between things, how much free time you have between things. And initially, the idea was, and this still could be the idea, although we don't have this fully flushed out, is that your day begins with what we call basically, let's call it 24 hours of free time. And you have to carve out time, out of your free time to add an event. It's not that the day is blank. Your day is actually full. Your day begins full of your time. And every time you put something on there, you carve something out of your free time. So we're trying to figure out how to we had a design for that, and it's, it turns out that it wasn't quite delivering on exactly how we wanted it to work. But conceptually, that's the idea we're approaching here, which is you have your time and you're losing pieces of your time when you give it up to something else. That's exactly what I was looking for with some spoilers on the hate <laughs> calendar. So thank you for that. Cool. With that, we're going to wrap it up. Rework is a production of 37 Signals. You can find show notes and transcripts on our website at 37signals.com slash podcasts. You can also watch full video episodes on YouTube and Twitter. And if you have a question for Jason or David about a better way to work and run your business, send us a text or leave us a voicemail at 708-628-7850. You can also send us an email to rework at 37signals.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter, 37signals Jason and David, because we'll be talking a little bit more about the calendar as time goes on. <laughs>